Hey guys, welcome back to Two Aunties. My name is Mahish and Viv. And I'm Lauren. And today is a special episode. It's like an out of series. Yeah. Is that how you say it? In yeah, sort of an out of series uh, episode. And we will be talking today about police brutality and racism. So Lauren is going to lead the discussion. Uh, to be honest, let's talk about the elephant in the room. I'm white. <laughs> Um, I'm black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean like, I'm okay. white, so it's not it's not weird, but it's just like, yeah, we'll have to mention it. Like, um, when we first talked about doing this episode, I said to Lauren, I was like, yeah, we can do it, but I'm not quite sure uh, where my opinion fits in. But then I remembered who I was, and so I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Because I wasn't like, going to let her do it alone, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, where I could lead or whatever. So she will take the lead for today, and we will see where this conversation will bring us. All right, so I have 31 names for you guys since 2015 that's been passed away from brutality, racism, whatsoever you want to call it. You have Trayvon Martin for a can of Arizona and candies. Keith Scott. Atatiana Jefferson, Jonathan Farrell, Jordan Edwards, Stefan Clark, Amadou Diallo, Renisha McBriar, Tamira Rice, Sean Bell, Walter Scott, Philando Castile, Ayana Jones, Terrence Crutcher, Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, John Crawford, Michael Brown, Jordan Davis, Sandra Bland, Botham Jane, Oscar Grant, Corey Jones, Ahmad Aubrey, Sam Dubuse, Eric Garner, Jerry McDot, William Chapman II, Eric Harris, Akai Gurley, and George Floyd, and many more. These are those that I've said that I, when I did a quick research were the ones that popped up because they made a whole epidemic on the situation. Quite frankly, yes, being black and being political as I am, everybody wondered where my position was with uh, Black Lives Matters. And everybody thought I would have a positive or a negative at the end of the day all I just said is I'm tired of discussing it because it's not something that's been happening today and it's not something that will ever stop and things that pisses me off is people tend to say yeah but you know not all not all not all yeah I get that but the issue is not all of them are bad but all black people are receiving the negative from the few that are bad so my point or thought was I was gonna ask my friend white versus black questions. So, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know anything. So I'm Honestly, just like, it wasn't really, something we yeah. planned or discussed. It's just things I did not want to forget. <laughs> She's really like taking the lead, and I'm just following her. I'll have a few things to say after that, but yeah. And for those who don't know, yes, we live in Quebec. Yes, I live in Montreal. And let's not think that. I mean, the racism in Quebec isn't as bad as the one or as visible as the one in the u.s but it's still very much here like it's not something that just disappeared or whatnot like of mm. course we don't have killings by cops the same way yeah. that i've named you guys 31 names and from 2015 to now there are more out of that 2015 to now and even prior to that and even before before that people who were killed innocently for things that they never done so i'm naming 31 the 31 popular ones if you may say but here in Canada there are as well racism and they are people killing people for dumb shit 
and I'm just saying it's plain dumb because it's a color of a skin that neither I or you can choose. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be white versus black, and that's what I called it. So we're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make it seem <laughs> it's a little fun, but not really fun. So my question to you is: Have you ever feared, um, like walking in the street at night? Well, yes, but not like. I feel like it's more like um, as a protection more than anything, but not like fear for my life per se. It's more like uh, just being careful, you know. All right. Like, like uh, because I'm a lady. Like that's that's the only reason why. I'm not scared at night, but when I do go out at night, even in my car, I get scared to be pulled over. Have you ever been scared of being pulled over? No. And what? Yeah. When you're with me. Or any other black person. Have you ever looked back when you pass a, a cop car? No. You're not worried that they're going to U-turn and come and check you guys? No. Every time, even if all my papers are straight, my car is straight and paid for, a cop passes by, I'm stressed. And I haven't done anything. I'm not, I'm not an illegal person. Everything is always to the T. A cop passes by me, regardless of what I'm doing, I will wait for it to pass and turn around to look if it's going to U-turn and follow me. Um, there's a sentence that was said, and it's going to sound funny, is white people can compartmentalize police brutality. Black don't have that luxury. And what I understood from that is it's easy for someone like to be like yeah i understand police brutality but it's just police brutality like it's not for everybody that person probably did i'm not saying you say that no right? no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> i was going to disagree on that one <laughs> i'm just saying it's easier for her to not understand like just in the in the image of are you scared of a cop following you back home mm -hmm. no that's compartmentalized but i do have that fear. i feel like i how can i say that i understand it I just don't relate to it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's like, like I, with the distinction. I can understand, like I can understand racism and whatever, but I can't relate to it in terms of I have never feel like I have never experienced racism. No, that's so for sure. It's like there's a difference between both, and I think a lot of people get lost in that. So yeah, like for example, last week I went to go braid my friend's hair. Took me forever. We live in the same neighborhood. It takes me 10 minutes to get home by car from her house. And it was 1 a.m. And I was the most stressed of my life at 1 a.m. In a neighborhood I've lived in for 18 years, I was stressed to go home at that time of the night. Mind you, like, I don't have that luxury to be like, okay, not every cop is bad. Not every cop is out there for me. It's literally shit. I could get pulled over right now. Well, another example. Sorry, I'm cutting you. Another example is I asked her for a lift to go drop my mom to work it was like in the middle of the pandemic and everything and me i i don't think about this because obviously i'm white you know so i'm just like oh okay can you drop my mom and whatnot you know and she's like yeah sure and then 30 minutes later she's like um no let's not do that and i was just like oh okay yeah sure and she's like because it's gonna look weird to white person white people with a black person and so I was like, yeah. And to be honest, I never thought about it. Like now I, I tend to think about it. And every time we're in the car, I'm just like, oh shit. I'm white, she's black. What's yeah, going like, to happen? You know? Like the white black thing is not necessarily the issue. It's just like there is more fact that me getting pulled over than you getting pulled over. Also, yeah. 
It's just yeah. a fact. Like, I lived in this neighborhood for 18 years. My brother is, what, 22 now? Mm-hmm. And in the last time, like, in the last few weeks of the pandemic or whatever, they've been... Let me explain the situation before I just say he's been pulled over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I live with my younger brother and my two cousins. My two cousins are... I know everybody's going to hate the word, but they're mulatto. They're light-skinned, okay? They are very light-skinned, but, like, white light-skinned. I feel like they look more Arab yeah. than black. No, but they're white. They're light-skinned. Yeah, yeah, white, exactly. light-skinned, yeah, yeah. right? So, like, they're not... They're a bit darker than me. They look like they got a tan. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, minds you that my cousin and my brother have their license suspended, so they're not the ones driving, that's for sure. And then my other cousin has his license. And in the span of seven days, they've been pulled over nine times. And we live at the same address. And we've always been here. And the names does not change. They know who they are. But they've been, mm-hmm. been pulled over nine times. Out of those nine times, the police officer decided to do a check of the car. Took them two hours at like, not even two minutes away from the house, a two hours check in the car. And were disappointed because they did not see a black kid with drugs or an arm. Or another light-skinned kid that is definitely black with a drugs or arms. Mm-hmm. They were clean coming home from going out at night, walking around in the streets, what they do normally, right? And then I came to the realization that, yeah, I've always knew that, like, you know, I live in a white neighborhood. Very, very white neighborhood. I mean, I'm not saying my neighbors are racist. Uh, they see me since no, I'm a baby. But I live in a very white-prone neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And... Even though I've been through this whole, like, you know, black versus white, racism, cops, and this, for the first time in my life, I feared for my brother and my cousin's life because I'm like, as much as I don't want to have the hatred or, like, the, oh, all cops are bad or all this is that, I fear now at night when they come home and they're not home at a certain time or they're not answering their phone and that they are driving because I don't know if they're making it home alive, if they're going to be in jail. Or if they're dead in the street and I don't even know. Because, of course, cover-ups, stories, Mm -hmm. this and that. It will be something that will definitely happen. So, yeah, I mean, in the last few weeks after um, George Floyd died, it definitely became more of a reality. I mean, I've lived racism all my life. And I still do live it today. And it's to the point where I understand that some people are educated and some are just ignorant and the ignorance as much as I want to teach you if you want to remain ignorant I can't educate you more mm-hmm. now I can educate those who want to understand I will tell some that like there are certain things you can and cannot do and can and cannot say but I live in a country where I figured that most of them are ignorant and it's some dumb shit right it could be the dumbest thing as asking me where I'm from Mm-hmm. Minds you, born and raised in Quebec, first generation. I'm from here. Or asking me, when did you get to? When did you get to Canada? I always been in Canada. Mm. Oh, but you speak super good French. How come? Are you Haitian? Like even that assumption. Like I know it sounds stupid because yeah, yes, Haitians are black. But just having that assumption that because I speak French and because I'm black, I'm Haitian. No, there are other countries in the world that do have Africans that do speak French as well. So. As I got to this situation, I got angrier and angrier, and I tried to avoid having hatred towards a race or a nationality just because that's not who I am. It became harder because everybody's like, yeah, but you know, they can protest in peace. They probably were looking for it. If you comply, if you do this and if you do that, 
they were putting it in a box like they were trying to make it right or at least reasonable or explainable right to the situation to the other eye now for me there's no explanation point period blank if you're a cop and i don't care what color or what race you are if you are a cop your life is always on the line 24 7 that's the job you chose so you do understand that your life is always in danger if you do not understand how to protect yourself without bringing out your gun or without being violent or brutal then you shouldn't be a cop if you said oh but i, I was scared for my life then you shouldn't be a cop at all you shouldn't wear the badge you shouldn't honor it you shouldn't even try to protect because you can't even protect your you want to protect people but you're more concerned about yourself you should not be a cop point period blank now as for the case of george floyd may his soul rest in peace <laughs> as a case of george floyd everybody was like yeah but he wasn't compliant for everybody and anybody who's seen a grown man die on social media he complied from the beginning mm -hmm. to the end now explain to me how that is not a murder explain to me how it's supposed to be explained it's supposed to be okay it's supposed to be right your job as a cop and first and foremost is to protect and serve when you're the first responder to any type of situation whether it be somebody being pregnant and she's about to give birth or somebody had a heart attack your first responder you take care of that person the moment you hear I can't breathe you stop whatever you're doing you make sure that person can breathe because your job is not to kill the person he's already detained so he's not flying anywhere he can't run any further than where he's already detained I can't breathe I can't feel anything I can't breathe they're going to kill me now you hear these words and you know you're being filmed he said it 16 times yeah so I mean at some point like the first time he said it, you should have acted, but then you had a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time, a sixth time. Sixth time, yeah. And so on, until 16 times, you know? I mean, where was your duty? Where was your job? As for everybody asking, where do I position myself on police brutality and racism? It comes from way back. And people say, yeah, it's, it's been taught. Yes, hatred has been taught. Racism is being taught. Police brutality is being taught. But it's not something that, like, how do I put it? I can't just say it's an American culture, unfortunately. Yes, America is the biggest part because it's what we see. But I can't blame it on you being American, you being Republican, you being Democratic or whatever, or liberal, name it whatever you want to name it. I can't blame it on that. But I can blame it from the beginning of creating the lands that we live in. Christian churches are those who brought the idea of racism, slavery, into this country. If you're praying to God or you believe in any sort of church of whatsoever and you want to claim as being anti-racist, reconsider where you're going to church. Reconsider the entity of your church. And I'm not saying church is bad, I'm not saying religion is bad, but reconsider where it's coming from. A lot of these people who are we'd say skinheads kkk or whatever with mm. the others the racist group whatever you guys want to call them we have a few ones here too are most likely churchgoers mm -hmm. most of them are christian or catholic churchgoers but that's where they learned it and that's where it's embedded that's where it came from 
That's who gave the power that human life can be sold. That's who told them that you can take whatever you want and you don't have to ask for it. So, I mean, it will be something hard to deconstruct. Racism is going to be the hardest thing to deconstruct. And I don't think I will ever see a world where like racism does not exist. I will teach my kids to not be racist and I will continue teaching the people who surround me about like being anti-racist. But I don't think it's something that would ever disappear until us as a generation, and I'm talking about our age group, a little older and younger, learn to take that out of our system. Coming to my ending of the police brutality, I'm in a total annoyance of hearing about the lootings because people are protesting and whatnot. Every ignorant idiot out there who's been saying that looting is bad and the violence is not good and this is not that, you guys should protest peacefully and this and that, you do understand that this has been going for 500 years. Not only that these people and us, and I'm speaking about me being a person of black color, it's been going for 400 years and over. Whether they had the right or not, we never fought you guys. We never cussed back. But we were wept, lynched, beat, raped, murdered, you can name it, and we did not fight back. So for you to say that violence is not the key, I like to say that Martin Luther King was shot dead for his beliefs. Mm -hmm. I like to say that Malcolm X was shot dead for his beliefs. Peaceful protesters, peaceful march, Yet there was dogs chased after them, hosts released out of them. The brutality did not come from the other way around. We didn't start the violence. We didn't instigate anything. Now, protest isn't, I agree that protest should be peaceful. I am not for looting. But at a certain point, peacefulness is not an answer because if we keep on being peaceful, you don't listen. You haven't been listening. And if anybody wants to tell me opposite, look in the history. Many of these people have protest peacefully and never got an answer because we're still dealing with it today in 2020 in the midst of a fucking pandemic we're still going through this bullshit maybe sometimes violence you need to you need to see it, you need to hear it because it makes an impact on your life so maybe you will understand to you start looking at it towards my life mm. for me that's why when everybody says yeah but you know these businesses these businesses are like it wasn't this person's fault oh but he worked so hard he worked hard but how hard should I work to how hard should I work to keep my life safe and secure? Just asking to be capable of going out in the streets and not be scared to be shot. Not being scared to cross the damn border and not know if I'm gonna come back to the other side of the border because I don't know what idiot is out there who has a hate for black people will shoot me dead in the streets and be called a an accident, a suicide. But it's murder. Mm -hmm. It's plain blank murder. So yeah. You will have broken windows, stolen items, beat up people, tear gas, all of that shit. Keep them coming. We'll keep them back. We'll come back fighting, fighting harder. I'm not for violence, but if that's what's going to get us to get what we need for the last 400 years, then so be it. If you are against that, then you're against equality of people being human. As simple as that. That's it for me for now. I am done. As I said at the beginning, I wasn't sure what I was going to say. 
add to this conversation. Um, but I did a bit of research. I did a lot of thinking. I spoke a bit with Lauren. We haven't spoken much about the subject because we wanted like the subject to be sort of fresh, you know, like not fresh, but like a uh, fluid fluid. Exactly. So I'm going to name a list of name also not to copy you. <laughs> All right. Albert Johnson, 1979, Anthony Griffin, 1987, Lester Donaldson, 1988, Michael Wade Lawson, 1988, Leslie Presley, 1990, Marcellus François, 1991, Vincent Garnier, 1991, Fitzgerald Forbes, 1991, Still a long list to go, like 20 names. And I'm not sure if they are all black or if they are also indigenous, but these are all people that were killed in Canada by police. Um, to add to what Lauren said, I feel like the saying that racism is taught is somewhat true. I don't think it's fully true. I think no matter if you don't teach to your children that racism is bad whatever if you thought if you teach racism or not it doesn't matter because i feel like not i feel it's been proven that the system is rigged so even if you don't teach your children uh, to be racist or whatever they're still going to be part of a system that is in place and so no matter what is still bound to happen it's like when they say oh not all cups are bad and whatever no the thing is they work in a system and i feel like when it says uh prote protect and serve it doesn't say anything else after that it's protect and serve the system rather than the citizens that's how i see it personally and um to be honest a lot of I feel like Canada is worse than the States somehow because um, in the States you see the racist people you, you can hear them you've seen tons of videos on social media just this morning I've seen two pass on my newsfeed but in Canada we deny it oh no 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 I'm not racist oh no 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 not us you know oh no no that doesn't exist here we're less worse than um, than the USA. No, it's because you see it in the USA. Here, it's hush hush, you know, and I I don't technically agree because what? unfortunately, you being the white person in the room, mm -hmm. it's hush hush. Not necessarily. I've encountered a lot of white people being in Canada, right? A lot of them have been anti-racist. But I've met more anti-racist than racist. I have lived racism in this neighborhood itself. But it's not as if everybody was racist. No, no, I'm not like saying Like I'm saying, I can go to school and not encounter one racist person. I can go to work and not encounter one racist person. As in the opposite of, as in America, I can just cross the fucking border and encounter 10 racist people in one shot. It's not as bad as in, you're not hearing every day, so-so in person was killed. So-so in person no, was killed. No, no, that so -so I agree. So I'm not saying our violence level is lower. I'm just saying that in the idea of racism is worst, no. Yes, it is hush-hush, yes. But it's not as bad as America. You can never 
it will never be as bad as America for the simple and unique reason that America is the embodiment of racism. Their laws are based on racism. Their system is based on racism. Their people, and I'm not saying everybody, but they have a whole entire KKK system that is protected. I am sorry. Name the KKK of Canada. We had KKK here. I said name the KKK uh, of Canada right now. Right now? Yeah. Lebert. All right. Name the KKK in the U.S. The KKK? And um, how many chapters do they have? I don't know. Where are they? Everywhere. So? They have 51 states, we have 10 provinces. Yeah. In I'm, 10 provinces, you can name one. In 51 states, I'm pretty sure you can see six or seven of their chapters. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, like, uh, and I'm not talking over you or whatever. That's not my point. Like, the thing is, when I look at my my own family, or when I look at my aunt, like, every my own brother. Like, I'm not saying, like, necessarily the, the level of violence. I just feel like there's a lot of micro aggression that is here that is just like hush hush that's what i meant like when i say it's hush hush like as when you speak about your brother right you said i she warned me the first time i was coming <laughs> to our house she warned me she's like yeah by the way i my brother's kind of sort of racist and whatnot so be prepared i'm not scared like since i'm a kid i'm not scared of that meanwhile when i met her brother he's the embodiment of a black appropriation culture yeah. to the music that he listens to to the way he dresses the way he walked and hold himself so yeah he's racist but i'm sorry but um you're wearing the brands from a black brand like a black company on you're wearing you're listening to the music you're dressing like us but you want to be racist that's what i'm saying it's not as bad as yeah, in the I states agree. I agree. because you see like i can only speak for montreal because i don't know the rest of canada because i only live in montreal we're multicultural right the culture surpasses white, and yet you can still feel racism, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, yes, it's not as visible because it's not as intense as in the States. Yeah, I do agree with that. I can go exactly. to the grocery shop right now and not be worried that a white person is going to cuss me out and I'm probably going to knock them out and then probably end up with the record, okay? <laughs> I'm not worried about that. But in the States, I crossed the border and I went to get food and I was cussed out. Yeah. No, I, I 45 minutes away because yeah. I live 45 minutes from the border to New York so you see like I agree that Canada has its racist his, its racist issues and I do agree that Canada has its police brutality as well I do not agree that Canada is as racist as the states unfortunately I will never agree about that okay. for the simple fact like <laughs> the lynching the killing you name you had twenty names dating from nineteen thirty two. I didn't know. No, it ninety seven. Ninety seven? Ninety seven. So she had twenty somewhat names from nineteen eighty seven, right? I named you thirty one names yeah. from two thousand and fifteen. If I was to go back as far as she went back in the same thing, let's talk about who's worse. Oh, that I agree, that I agree. But Canada just, cannot be worse than America. <laughs> no, but in terms of, uh, like, I, I'm really saying, like, because this week, we, this week and last week, the Prime Minister went online, not online, on, on TV, because we have his uh, press conference every day, and he was like, it doesn't exist in Quebec. Oh, we, we don't have that problem, whatever. Says so, the man who put la loi in I know. I know. Like, 
racism doesn't have to just be black and white. Let's get that straight. If I'm not for, if I'm not mistaken, I love Thurman was like you can't not wear the hijab or scarf mm-hmm. or headscarf whatsoever. Was it twenty one or was it fifty one? I I can't. Anyway, twenty one or fifty one. One of the one of the laws <laughs> infringes that any Muslim or religious background you're from, you cannot cover your head. I mean, it's a Christian country, right? It's a Christian province, right? Yeah, really. Anybody ever met nuns? <laughs> Anybody have ever seen nuns walk? We have a lot of those here. <laughs> have you ever seen a nun's hair? That shit white, okay? Because they got a hat on their head. They cover <laughs> their hair. When I see them in the airport, you can't miss them because they have their head covered. So are we trying to ban? Yeah, I agree. I... It will be a double-sworded knife because if you're going to ban it for head covers, the same religion you base your country on or your province on cannot wear it anymore. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm just saying. I thought it was funny <laughs> as hell. I heard it and I was just like, eh, he forgot Christians also wear head, head scarves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of it also has to do with indigenous, which we won't necessarily cover today, but I feel like a lot of people forget. My own dad didn't know that we had 150 years of slavery in Canada. I I caught him that last week. He knew there was slave, like slavery. He just didn't know that it was that long, you know. I don't know how long he thought it was. But 150 years sounds right because that's when what's her name Marie Josie Angelique burnt yeah. down the old, the old first port. the first slave to come here was in 1634, and it, he was owned by one of my ancestors, who is the ancestor of like a good part of all Quebecers. So because since the pool of people were so like, not a lot of people came here. Like what 200 people came here. All you trying There's to tell me right now, that's a, there was a lot of incest. That's all I'm hearing. It, there was definitely <laughs> a lot of incest. I'm telling you, all I'm lot. taking from this right now is that there was a lot of that's, incest happening. That's the right conclusion. Okay. That is serious. <laughs> like, I'm doing my family tree right now, and hmm. okay. a lot of shit happened. Like, weird shit happened. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there wasn't like a lot of Europeans to actually come here. I think there were like 200 Maybe a bit more. I don't know the exact number, but it was less than a thousand. Definitely less than a thousand. Of course, other people came after, but so like he's mostly, and it stopped in 18, beginning of 1800s and right after Canada was formed. So like, I'm pretty sure I haven't studied it. So maybe I'm putting my foot in my mouth right now, but I feel like that ended and then we did the country and you're telling me there's no systematic racism anyways that's just a thought process of mine that i have to go through um but yeah i'm i didn't mean necessarily to say that it was worse in terms of violence and whatever but we i i feel like a lot of people are saying like are denying it way more than they do in the states um like i think i I stopped reading comments on social media because i'm getting so annoyed 
and it's counterproductive to be annoyed like this when I could be doing something else. Like, not something else, something else, something else like teaching people around me what's happening and arguing with them and whatever. I'd rather argue with someone that I have face-to-face -face than online where the person is just going to go back or it's just going to be like not nuanced as I would like to be, like my answer to them. So there's not going to be like a fair discussion. I mean, I'm not trying to defend Canada. Mm -hmm. I will never try to defend mm -hmm. a whole country for being racist. I think the reason why people deny it as much and... I'm pretty sure if you ask any black person compared to a black person in America, we will all say the same thing. Canada is not as bad as yeah. America. And this is not because we haven't lived the racism and we haven't gone through it. We have. But like I said, I'm scared to cross the borders and not make it back across the borders. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be pulled over. I'm more scared of being pulled. I'm less scared of being pulled over and getting a ticket for X, Y, Z reason than having them shoot me. Yeah. I'm not scared that the cop will shoot me. I'm not saying he wouldn't, and it's not a possibility. I'm just saying that's not a fear that I have, as other black people have that fear in America. Yeah. So, like, the racism is there. The intensity and the level, I don't think it's at the same level as the States. No. Now, I'm not saying that, like, cops did not. I'm not saying that cops haven't killed black people in Canada or whatsoever. Yes, they have. And they have even in the week after following George Floyd, those are girls was pushed in Toronto, pushed off mm -hmm. the uh, balcony of her house. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it, ain't nobody's gonna throw themselves over their balcony when they're like what twenty somewhat stories high. Yeah. And she was having a um, seizure. Seizure. She's so, an epileptic seizure. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't believe she jumped, seizured herself across mm -hmm. the thing something happened we don't know what and we probably will never know what mm -mm. but she was pushed over the balcony unfortunately that's part of something that has happened i think those two and i can't remember the other persons that, that happened in canada yeah i do agree it's here i do agree that it needs to be discussed and it needs to be changed yes there are um systems in canada itself that won't allow necessarily all black people to excel so I was saying what did you say that like black indigenous is kind of terrible no black uh, black racism in America is compared to black, uh, to ra indigenous racism yep. in Canada yes that is very true and I'm going to make it quick because we kind of lost most of the rest of the recording yeah. but it's not too bad we beat each other up yeah. and then I like joked no it's not true <laughs> yeah like, we lost most of it just yeah yeah but I feel like the first part said it all and we were just like we're circling uh, around certain yeah, we subjects or parts. Yeah, we were adding a lot of details to yeah. several subjects. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it's true. Racism is, regardless whom is higher or not, racism is a problem. Point blank. Whether you be black, or you mm -hmm. be indigenous, you be trans, you be, whether you be whatever, racism should not be, mm -hmm. should not exist. I can't say cannot exist because it exists, but should not be a, a part of your life where you fear for your life. Racism mm -hmm. should not hinder your life at, to the point where you can't go outside because you don't know if you're making it back. Or um, being in the middle of the street and being called names meanwhile you're not part of that situation or whatsoever. I mean, personally, it, been through it, have been through it, and still going through it, and seeing some of my other cultured friends going through it and defending them, I'm not saying, and like pretty much everybody has been saying, it's not only black lives that matters, and I'm not 
I do not disagree that all mm-hmm. lives matter because yes, all lives matter. Mm-hmm. But people who keep on saying that all life matters, come and show me where white people are being killed day in and day out, and then you start caring for your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, all life matters. Black life matters. Muslim life matters. Uh, Latino life matters. All life matters. But currently, right now, the situation isn't about all life matters. It's about the Black Life Matters. And I heard on, I was on Instagram, and the, com- the comparison of what uh, a random person made made so much sense. Um, I think it was a she, I'm not sure anymore, but the person said, when you say Black Life Matters and the, a random ignorant person says all life matters, it's like saying, oh, my house is burning, I need help. And the other person's like, yeah, but all life, all house matters. Yeah, but yours isn't burning down. And the other house isn't burning down. This one is burning down. This is the one that needs help. It's the exact same as... To me, it was the easiest way to understand Black Lives Matters compared to All Lives Matters. Even, even like, as she said, she lives, like, five minutes away from indigenous uh, land. And even them, they understand. Like, like we said, like, here, racism towards indigenous people is very, very, very harsh. But... They have this giant sign. They have their sign for their revendication. Yeah. And they have a big sign saying Black Lives Matter because they do get that right now. The debate, not the debate, the the situation is towards Black Lives. And them being one of the people who are always, always in a fight with Mm -hmm. the system still took a minute to be like, you know what? Our pipeline can wait. The protest for the pipeline can wait. Let's support the movement that needs to be supported right now. Let's be part, not let's be part as in like, oh, we're bandwagon into the, to the trend. They're like, you know what? This is where our attention should be because this is where it's, it's needed. Mm-hmm. Let's turn it to that. When we fix that situation or control that situation, we'll come back to our pipeline. Exactly. I think it was in Edmonton. I think it was the governor or something in Edmonton. She said the dumbest thing ever and it made me mad as hell. It, she said, during the pandemic, it's time. It's now time to build the pipeline because nobody can be in the streets protesting. And I was like, mm. talking about the indigenous people who yeah. are there protesting, right? And I went, do you see how dumb that is? And people are out there talking about people looting and whatnot. Um, or taking, or using the uh, Black Lives Matter as like an opportunity to do some violent shit or bad shit, right? Mm. That governor... Or whomever, I can't remember. I think it was a mayor or a governor. Anyway, somebody who could make laws and decisions is using the pandemic as a gateway now to pass something that you know you couldn't pass if mm-hmm. we weren't in this pandemic. Exactly. So I'm saying that in behind every protest, every situation, there is a back door. And there will always be people, you know, trying to to like benefit from the moment, even if it's not for the moment. Sure. When it comes to Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Do Matter. I am for the protests. I am not for the looting, but I do understand the looting. And I was going to say this earlier. I'm like, regardless if it's a white little skater boy breaking windows or whatnot, and like, even though the backlash comes to Black Lives Matter's protest, keep hearing us. Because we're not done being quiet. Like, whatever it comes out, if it's positive or negative, if you hearing, if you are paying attention to us and you're hearing us, then I'm for it. Whatever gets the, work, the job done at this point, that's it. 
Yeah. It sucks though. I feel bad for some of those little merchants. The, no, but the dude, I feel, I feel the, the dude went like, "Well, I have insurance. It's all good." I no, but like that. To see music in Montreal, yeah. big ups because yeah. you're one of the rare people who are like, "Yeah, okay," but I have insurance, and that's something I was saying to you. Remember when I was mm -hmm. like, "If you are a shop owner or a, like in a factory or a big like grocery store, or whatever," and you tell me that you don't have insurance, then you shouldn't. You shouldn't open your store because <laughs> you can get robbed you can get shit stolen I mean protest is also part of the thing you should be insured for <laughs> especially like if you're located like here here all the protests and everything it's always in the same corner like of the city so and it's always been that way so if you settle there I mean even even like the funniest thing like protests have always been like he said in the same area whether always. it's a protest or a riot because the Habs won or they lost even or even whatever. just simple parades like it's parades protests whatever always at the same place so you should know by now that yeah. like it can go left any second from yeah. now protect your shit eh. mm. As for, I do have some shout outs to give to some of you know, my friends who are on social media because they've been super, super dedicated to the Black Lives Matters and all other Life Matters. I want to say thank you to Sandy Mo. I want to say thank you to CJ. I am not saying your last name, CJ, because I can still <laughs> not say it. I know and the worst part, CJ's name is like a French name. I just can I never know say CJ, so I can't say it. Like, I, I, I just <laughs> never could say CJ's name. In French, because he's Anglophone, so mm -hmm. big ups to CJ. Um, some of them are not my friends, but I'm still going to give you a shout-out because you guys do follow me. So I would say uh, big up to Chelsea. She's been posting pretty much every day. Big ups to Vanessa, because she's been posting every other day as well. And I'm not just saying posting, just the fun of posting. Like, they're educative posts. Mm. Like, I read them, and I'm even educating myself, even if I'm a black person. I am educating myself. Um... Big ups to Gabriel. You know who you are. I don't. No, I, he knows who he is. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding because I don't know Gabriel. <laughs> and I know I'm missing other people, but I am so sorry. I see so much posts in a day yeah, that like I can't remember who it is. But these are those that I've seen on like on a constant daily base who've been posting and not just posting for the fun of it, but posting actual content mm -hmm. like from the history to now. Like they're posting decent content, so. I want to say thanks to those people that are my friends that I did not think that would be. Some of them I was just like, I don't think this person will ever understand, but actually stood up to the challenge. And I was just like, oh, surprising. That's interesting. Being a person mm. that is privileged, I don't necessarily think they are all privileged, but being a person that has privilege to educate themselves and as well continue educating others, big ups. Congratulations to you. I mean, I'm proud to have you guys as friends or in my followers. And for me, that is it. That's the thing, too. Yeah. The next person who tries to tell me that looting is bad, I will punch you across the head. <laughs> as simple. I don't have time for it anymore. <laughs> violence is bad, yes, but violence is part of everything. Okay? If so be the case. Oh, FYI. To all the cops, all the security, all the military out there. I'm just gonna put it out that tear gas is very illegal. 
just putting it out there now for all my protesters who are out there protesting y'all need to follow the agents no, no yeah. comments about what I just said, but <laughs> y'all need to follow the Asians yes. protesting um, however they put their squad up because they have that shit under control, meaning they have visors, masks, um, they throw back the, they have like a whole system. You guys have to go check it out. I think I posted it on my Twitter a couple days ago, but yeah, you guys really have to check it out. And I probably, we'll probably put it in this as well for those to be safe. I'm not saying go protest and be violent, but I'm just saying if it does end up to being violent or you're under attack, these are the means that you guys should do for the protest. We're just putting it out there. So, yeah. So keep on educating yourself, guys. Yes. Black Life Matters and All Life Matters. Being black, I just think black life matters. I mean, I don't care about just life. <laughs> My life matters in hers. So. I know I'm taking a funny twist to it. It's just because at the end of the day, like, there's certain things. You can't always be angry and always be pro-militant. And, like, it will get exhausting. So you also do have to find the funny part of... Well, not funny, but, like, you do have to, like, you know, find a laughable part of every bad situation. Yeah. To be honest, like, in the last week, you, you saw it because I'm always on Twitter but I've been like posting and shit and just that I was so exhausted so I can't imagine you and other uh, people how exhausted you, you guys know? are and it, it's just me sharing you know I'm not like imagine I, you're, not, you're just yeah. posting exactly imagine when you have to fight every day and come yeah. you gotta find a comment for somebody who's saying something stupid to you every day mm-hmm. like I work Ooh, I was going to say where I work, and that is a terrible <laughs> idea. Ooh, time. Yeah, out. only me. I'm allowed to say because I work from home, so you oh. would have to figure where I live. So I work in a <laughs> public space. Mm-hmm. Very public. <laughs> like I don't think it can get more public than that. I work in a public space <laughs> where I see all kinds of people on a daily basis, and as funny as is. It's always those from here who ask me this question. And I became to a point where I got sick and tired of getting the question and answering the question. So I started replying back, what is it you're concerned to know where I'm from? And I didn't know. Oh, girl, I lost it. I became rude because at first I was like, you know what? They don't know better or they're just curious or they just want to know because they're interested. But when I'm sitting with my other colleagues and I'm the one getting the question and my other colleagues are not. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and my other colleagues are not from here. I am, but they are not. And they don't get the question asked. So when it came to a point where they were asking me the question, oh, where are you from? Once I would tell you, I'm like, yeah, I'm this. Yeah, but no, but where are you from originally? And then I'm like, and I'm mixed. I'm not technically mixed, but I'm not originally from where I'm originally from. So it is a long story. I decided that I took a twist to it. And now when they asked me, where are you from? I'm like, but why do you want to know? Is it because of the color of my skin? <laughs> and then the person would just go red. Like, they'd be uncomfortable. I'm like, what made you think that I'm not from here? Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm darker than you? And then they'd just be like... And quite frankly, they can't answer because, yes, that's the reason you're asking me mm-hmm. where I'm from. So <laughs> now the, the person who's on the, on the other side is like, I never thought of answering that question the way you answered it mm-hmm. because I've always said yeah I'm from here or I'm Haitian or I'm this or I'm that and he's like I think I'm gonna start answering the way you answered because 
he's gonna tell this story the person who I gave the question back to is gonna tell the story to somebody else and that person's gonna be like oh it might be an uncomfortable question because why am I asking this question mm-hmm. I mean but I'm not I telling t- you guys to not ask the question some people are 100% curious I'm one of those people who ask you where you're from I ask in the right times and means and manners yeah exactly I mean but I feel like a lot of people here think they're not racist because they there's a lot let me state that there's a lot of things that we are accustomed to do here I don't know for I'm not gonna pronounce myself for anybody else but here in Quebec that we just think that we're being nice but no it's not being nice at all it's just like like I know it's 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 a m- microaggression somehow no but like, I wouldn't even say it's microaggression like I mean like I said it's ignorance right yeah like, but ignorance with the hint of racism behind it and exactly. I'm not offended by it but it gets tiring mm-hmm. to be asked the same question when I am first generation Canadian so like at the end of the day I neither have an accent in English nor do I have an accent in French So I I always think, like, oh, maybe that's the reason why they asked me. And, like, I do understand that some people want to educate themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily take it personal. It's just tiring. Because I know the reason, the underlying reason of the question. Like, if a friend was to ask me where I'm from, I'll tell my friend where I'm from. I'm not stupid. Like, it's my friend. But, like, if a random person that I don't yeah. know, you don't know my first name, and we're not, like, first name base comfortable. Anyways, we're going to finish this freaking discussion because I find this taping forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, like, in the 10 seconds that we've changed device, I've seen other stuff about um, Black Lives Matter and other stupidities that are added to trying to support but are just dumb. Anyways, um... I don't think everybody can be conscious of other people's mm-hmm. race because like no one person can understand what, a, what another person has been through or is going through. I do think that every individual, as much as you're black as you're white, you're Latina, should learn about one another's culture. Not necessarily the culture, but understand our struggles and we should all support each other within. When you hear something that is, oh my God, how do you say displaced? Uh, anyways, if you hear something that shouldn't be shouldn't be said, mm-hmm. or you see somebody that's being um, bullied for their their skin color or their religion or anything that can consist as racism or like you know human degrading or whatever, you need to step up and speak up. You can't just be like, yeah, but I didn't say it, so I'm not part of it. You saw it, you didn't do nothing. You're part of it. Exactly. And that's why I've also. Um, stop talking to certain people on my social media because <laughs> they are the first to preach black lives matters but they're the last that i've seen educating about life black matters or making a statement or i'm not asking for everybody to make a statement or just even discuss it mm-hmm. like pretty and black so i mean everybody needs to be careful with what they say and what they do i mean it's not because you're familiar with a colored person that um, you can be as comfortable in public with another colored person. Trim your words when you speak because certain things do come across racist even if you're not trying to be racist. And just be there for one another, guys. Like, we're humans. Like, at the end of the day, if I bleed, she bleeds, we all bleeding 
red so just be there for one another and that's it for me i'm officially done mm -hmm. my last my last thing because that i know if i start again we'll go back to something else <laughs> but uh i i do agree like try to educate yourself but also try to educate yourself on um for instance how black people are treated in canada or in the u.s and why is it like this there's tons of resources online uh, i know i've been taught a certain history when i was in high school or in, in elementary school and then once i got to university it was completely different so i do encourage you, you guys to just like try to see how different groups are um treated why is it like this and all the factors but do your own research uh, i think it's important to be able to know what is taught by the state and i'm not trying to be a conspiration curious or whatever versus reading actual people who actually study it for uh their like it's their jobs to do so like uh in journals or in books and everything i think like i think it would you would understand a lot of things um and also like ask question i mean you can always i ask her a lot of questions <laughs> some of them make me laugh yeah i'm, just like, I'm a curious cat like curiosity so i am so as yeah. i to like her yeah her part of her world because there are a lot of things in both worlds that you live mm -hmm. other than culturally than just who you are as a person there are two things that i do not understand even though i'm born in quebec there are things i'm just like uh, <laughs> i'm not sure i get it yeah so at the end educate yourself and then for all the parents who are out there with um black kids or even if you have white kids you need to educate them mm -hmm. but educate them to be sensitive to the subject but also to defend their friends who are from that who are learning that subject because i have a lot of friends who have kids whether they're white or mixed kids or black kids or whatever a lot of my friends have started to educate their kids on black life because that's what we're going through but i told my friends as well like yes i agree that you're educating your kid and it's a good thing that it's about black life but educate your kids about the rest of it mm -hmm. like it's not just black life that is in danger like yes we are but it's not just our lives that is in danger right now it is the big thing because like a lot of people are sick and tired of it it's a battle that we've been going through for years years and years centuries if i can even say I agree that you need educated, but you have to educate them on everything else. Like, I don't even think you should separate the education towards black, white, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just think you need to educate them on being equal to everybody. Every mm -hmm. life, every human, every color, everything you see, they should be equal to it. So, that's my part take on that. And I and I think that it's never too early either. Like, I think it's around two or three years old. The child starts to. Uh, look and see the difference between black skin or white skin and everything and they start to uh, have prejudice towards other children actually so I don't know what age it is but I don't think they technically notice it because I saw several videos of parents asking their kids what's the difference in the picture and it's I saw the difference as black and white okay yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna pretend I saw black kid I saw white kid that's all I saw right <laughs> I didn't even notice the background that they were talking about yeah and the kid only notice the background or what they were doing. 
Hey guys, it's Maggie Geneviève from the editing room. As you can see, we had a lot of technical difficulties while recording this episode. So I'm recording a proper conclusion. I think a lot of good points were raised during this episode. Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening to Two Aunties, a podcast brought to you by Lauren and myself, Marie Geneviève. Please listen and subscribe on Anchor and Spotify. If you want us to keep going, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can see our faces on YouTube as we post the episode, the visual of the episode on YouTube every single time. You can email us at twoaunties at gmail.com. Send us your questions and we will answer them in future episodes. Talk to you soon. Bye.